Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's everybody doing? This is Jeremy Zeller. Welcome to Jeremy Zeller on the Other Side. I'm trying to get a click track out of my ear. I'm telling you how to. Oh, are you? I'm sorry. Oh. This thing? Yes. There it goes. It's gone. Thanks, Miles. How are you, buddy? I'm not even on the mic right now. This is not how it was. Oh, we're so excited. We've got uh, a friend from high school here, uh, Dan White. He's a great friend of mine, a great friend of Miles's, and I cannot wait to catch up with this cat. Uh, He, uh, well, I'm going to let him tell you about himself. I met this guy through, uh, well, through church, Mm -hmm. through friends, through music, through through a little bit of everything. We used to play together. I can't wait to talk about that. He's uh, He was the lead singer for a band called Pierced Palms from Anderson County, Kentucky, along with Miles and uh, and also Ryan Hahn, which uh, you guys uh, heard from last season, and uh, Caleb and some uh, uh, Seth. I think that mm-hmm. was it. Is that, is that right? That's right, yeah. Did I nail it all? Okay. <laughs> Pretty happy. Everybody. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing so awesome. It's awesome to be here. I was talking to Jeremy and Miles before, and it's like that situation where you've listened to all the episodes of a podcast, like sitting here as a fanboy of the Jeremy Zill on the other side, so now you're like in the studio. It's like, okay, this is how it is, and it's kind of like just what I expected. Right on. Like, Miles is living the kind of life, like if I had not gotten married recently, like this would be my life, so <laughs> I'm actually getting to kind of live vicariously, but yeah, this is awesome. Uh, Pierce Ponds probably did bring us together the most. There probably right. couldn't have been a, a worst christian band that gets talked about more i think it's like it's like that era where we just thought we were so cool we were cool man we were Do, wait we, we've got to hold on to that you know? yeah yeah i went yeah, way we, ahead but. we were we were <laughs> we were cool back mm-hmm. then, and, and we've talked about it we want to see the kind of the kind of atmosphere we had musically in 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 this region really from mm-hmm. dayton to down to here down to i mean obviously tennessee but there was some some sparks flying back in the day when we were playing and it was Mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, so, so Dan, um, I, I I want, I'm going to hand the mic pretty soon to miles. Miles and Dan were best friends in high school. So I I cannot wait to hear some stories that these guys are going to tell. Uh, I'll, I'll chime in whenever need be, but as we were getting ready to start, uh, they were getting ready to tell a story. Uh, about somebody teaching somebody a special trick. I didn't know if that's what you guys wanted to get to, just wanted to get right into, or or uh, what do you want to do? I'll let you talk, Miles. Yeah, like Miles, you know, Jeremy is from a different era, a little bit, a little older than us, but like he's still Lawrenceburg, so he's still family, and we all have you know some history. So like, he's probably going to enjoy just getting to hear maybe just like what would have gone on ten years later if I'd been in that class, you know. So. <laughs> So you said something, and I, I didn't know, Dan, when me and you first met, mm-hmm. and you said fifth grade? Definitely, oh, yeah. Why, why definitely? What, what What's your first meeting remembrance? So I was like the Saffle Street kid, and you were over at Emma B. Yeah. And so they had this great moment where like the kids got kind of mixed in together and switched around, yeah. and I got put at Emma B, and so Miles was in fifth grade there. And like the boring part of the story is my family kind of ran the newspaper and would attend like the what is it like the school board meetings yeah and miles's dad was kind of like a head honcho over there yeah, and he terrible. got to know my mom so like 
here's a good, you know, when you're like, when you're a parent, you're like, here's a good boy you can go hang out with. <laughs> Little did they know, like. <laughs> had they known, man. Had they known. So, yeah. a lot of going to each other's okay. houses and that kind of thing. Oh, literally like every, I, I don't know about in, in elementary schools or fifth grade or middle school as much, but mm-hmm. obviously high school, I was at your house every day. Yeah. But I seem to remember as a kid, you were at mine quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I liked was, that yeah it was not something many people did even other i've got mm-hmm. other good friends like chad and they, they never did come to my house probably because my dad was like me like kind of a jerk you know but not really <laughs> miles's house was sick you know he had like this room that was um, like where they used to have family funerals like in the house yeah. so, so that freaked me out and then <laughs> everything was shorter in miles's house because yeah. i guess in that when it was built yeah, it was 18, am i wrong no, or like, like people, people were just 60. like shorter yeah. <laughs> so i don't yeah. know was, i mean i'm pretty short was, so i was like this is a great house yeah, i fit in here <laughs> meanwhile my dad's 62 he's like son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah and okay. miles's dad was almost like a like a legendary oh, yeah. figure i guess oh, yeah. you know to me growing well, up he was you know he was the chairman of the school board and mm-hmm. he was an auditor for the state yeah so, he would purposely, he told me this a long, later years in life, because nobody likes the auditor to show up. Mm-hmm. He would purposely wear like a trench coat looking like the Matrix. Yeah. And I remember he actually audited Anderson Middle School one time, and like, you would think <laughs> I'd be embarrassed. I was like, yeah, my dad's a badass. Yeah. yeah. And what was sick is like, I don't know if he was like the guy, but he was definitely in the chain of command to like cancel for snow. Oh, absolutely. So I was always yeah. like calling Miles' landline, like, yeah. hey, we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like, yeah, bro, you're the first to know. Stay up and play Doom tonight. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense though. So I, I trust that you're right on that. I felt like we were younger, but so so I. I mean, I don't want I want you to talk, but we like had that fifth grade year, then we fell off because we were never on the same yeah same side of the wing people, of middle. School. I hope all the listeners are like Anderson County people because if you're out somewhere else, <laughs> they're like, okay, we're talking about middle school, but uh, but I think what happened was we fell apart. Um, fell apart is that what you say yeah i mean i probably yeah. got real cool when you stayed the yes it's probably what happened if i had to get <laughs> but, um kind of like so when, dude i know it so I like fifth, it's in my head fifth grade would have been yeah. what year 96 oh crap yeah yes because i remember you mm-hmm. and i don't know why we were watching the, obviously you were and i know this is, may shock some people maybe not <laughs> people who know you a huge uk fan i mean your room mm-hmm. was uk it was it Rupertino. that will shock some people yeah me. yeah yeah i mean like Amazingly UK obsessed. So yeah. well, one of M- L, right? yeah, mm-hmm. one of my earliest memories of you being at my house is so we're on a couch and this we have a sunken living room. So you have to walk down to this mason wall again. It's just yeah. sick. it's really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, I had. Yeah, I used. To. Oh, I was gonna say your new place can kind of be like yeah. that. Anyway, um, and for some reason you're only in your fruit of the looms, <laughs> sitting next to me, and you're like, "Hey, I gotta show you something." And it's like a like a fifth grade boner. <laughs> well, and I'm like, all right, yeah, that's cool, Dan. Like, there goes my job in public yeah, education. Yeah, sorry, but, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I can't do that yet, but that's cool, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm, we were a Haynes family, by the way. Oh, sorry, my bad. My bad. Only 100 percent better. Better visuals in yeah, the Haynes. It was yeah, like Michael yeah, Jordan era. There yeah, you go. I, was, I was not impressed at the time. I'm like, okay. But the point of that story, at the same night, I believe, and I don't think I taught you this. You okay. showed me that you could fart on command. And yeah. I, and that's when I knew. I was like, this guy might be a good friend to have. Like, like I'll keep him around for a while. But but I th- if I'm remembering correctly, UK was playing, if not like the championship game. 
Like it was a big night in my it was, prepubescent life. It was like I saw the, a boner, not <laughs> not flesh. Listen, not not flesh, but like a covered, like decent. And then I knew at that point this was before Howard Stern had that dude yeah. know, farting on command, or maybe it was the same time. But you know, um, you were probably like the first and last person to see. Like, yeah. It was not exactly like killing it with the ladies. Yeah, yeah. I, like throat. I said, looking back, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Are more called. They want their veiny sausage back, but yeah. Um, so, are you? Can you still fart on command? I, no, I don't guess I've tried I mean, that. I mean, it, you I've know, tried, when you, like, when you get past like thirty five, it's kind of just like your natural state. Like when yeah. I walk, when yeah. as I'm walking up the stairs, yeah. it's like happening. But yeah, there was like this. I don't know. I don't want to get into the science of it too much, but it was. I like remember a, you saying like I can suck it in. It was like an air in, air yeah. out type situation. I remember you saying that like I'm like, how do you do that? Like I can suck it in. But bro. if I'm a listener right now, I'm the main question I would have is how did he figure that yeah, out? Yeah, you know, did, like, yeah. I think I was you know probably just like. You know, bend the, bend the down, trying to plug in some video game controllers. I'm like, whoa, what is that? that's interesting. <laughs> and then when it came out, yeah. well, that's, I mean, that's it, awesome. it, it became sort of legendary. Yeah, I was like one on of a, your best trips. I was on a mission trip with First Baptist <laughs> Church, and like some of the people at the church were like, you know, he can do this thing. And like they were having me do it at night. We're, we're in like one of those like, you know, family resource type yeah. areas with yeah. all the sleeping bags. Like, Dan, go ahead and do the thing. <laughs> so, like, yeah. You know what to do. Like, you're our hired monkey. Like, do your job. Yeah. I, I was impressed. But thank you. I, I think it may have been the National Championship UK game. And my mom tells me to this day, and I don't remember that mm-hmm. either you got stuck there or we got in trouble for staying up because we had something going on. But, you know, the game didn't end till 11. Yeah. And what's cool about that is I think Will Carlton at the time mm-hmm. from Anderson was playing for Utah. And I vividly remember him getting fouled, and like Ron Mercer, I think, it yeah, was, like picked him up, and I'm like, oh man, we went to school with him. So, so, yeah. so that team was good for Kentucky, and they had pretty much sealed it with Utah. And you know, Rick Majerus, their coach, was like, yeah. oh, we got to get this kid from Lawrenceburg in the game. So Will got to come in the last minute, yeah. and like one of the legendary stories was if you watch the TV, if anybody can find the tape, Will's like getting autographs of the UK players with yeah. like ten seconds left so for awesome. the game. So yeah. why not? Yeah, it's so, so awesome. anyway. So, okay, that, that that checks out. So, some of my next memories are, you know, we both, you know, our parents were, you know, fortunate and blessed and, and had decent money, nice pl- nice places. And yeah. so, you had some of the newer technology mm-hmm. and games and computers, and I did too. Yeah. And those are some of my next memories with you are being super young still, but like playing Doom. And we'll be switching every 30 minutes here. You play this map, I'll play this map. And for some reason... And I don't know why we were doing this. It had been around the same time, like 95 to 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were recording it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were like Twitch before. Yeah, not video, but I mean audio recording of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember I farted, like, and it was epic. Like, the mic picked it up, and we died laughing. I mean, it, I was like, because Dan was playing. I'm like, Dan, right around this corner, you're going to see a, <laughs> I mean, like a, a huge one. And we died, man. And we listened to that thing over and over and over but during that some, same time frame, whatever we were into with audio, I don't know if it's, I mean, obviously it had to be a tape recorder, mm-hmm. but we recorded a song mm-hmm. as the Stomach Monkeys. We had a band. Uh, yeah, we were 21 pilots before they were. We were there was 96 a pilots or whatever. song called Little Willie. Yeah. My, yeah, my oh, dad yeah. used to play records growing up on downstairs. So like There was always this song that, that kind of jumped out. And it was like, Little Willie, Willie won't. Go home, cause you can't push Willie well. Willie won't go. Go, come on, everybody now. Whoa, no. Little Willie, Willie won't. 
go home. <laughs> so, so That's it, like, right? we took it serious. Yeah, we I made remember, like, making multiple tapes. flyers. We sold cassette tapes. Yeah, like, did. our senior year of high school, we're graduating, and this girl, like, I don't remember her name, but she comes to me, she's like, hey, I have one of those stomach monkey tapes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, burn yeah. that yeah. first. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, never say those words again. So I guess the itch was in us from an early yeah. age. which I mean, is wild because, you know, we... So... I agree with you. At some point in that time, fifth grade, sixth grade, we fell apart. Obviously, we weren't like enemies, but just never had class together. And it wasn't yeah. until high school, was it? Yeah. So we we this music scene that I'm sure we're going to talk about happens. Um, and I'm like, who's oh. the first band you can think of coming to mind during that time? Well, for me, it's like Silent Station, which I guess like old school was Killing Time. Yeah, like, yeah. Killing Time's probably still playing. Like, I don't know. Like, I, they had played at the Legion, so that was kind of what my first thing. But, yeah, as far as our age, probably Silent Station, which was, like, a collection of dudes that I wasn't friends with. They no, were, and I wasn't either. It was, like, the, like, the kids that played Magic the Gathering at lunch, which now I would be friends with. Yeah, but back then, yeah. I was afraid Looking of. Back, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So they would have, like, these hardcore shows at the Legion, and then, I guess... Just one faithful. I mean, this these stories are so stupid, but like we're in English class with Ryan Hahn and Caleb Wells, and we had to make this these paper crafts for this project, and we made musical instruments, and we're just kind of toying around doing stupid junior year high school stuff with them, and then Ryan and I look at each other and we're like, "Dude, let's start a band," and then it happened. Like I went, we went to his house, made a terrible little crappy recording, and took it to the youth group at Hope Community Church and played mm. it for everybody, and. Uh, then we needed a drummer and a guy named Corey Hanks, who's played in a lot of bands around here, and he was in Blind Addiction at the time. Amen. He came on as our drummer because we just needed one. I mean, he was terrible. I mean, like, I would, I'd be, I'm not afraid to say that to him. But uh, so we're like, all right, we need a drummer. And I'm like, guys, I know this guy. Like, <laughs> I, there's this guy named Miles. He's in the band, and I'm in biology class with him now. We used to be buddies in fifth grade. So I went to Miles, and I was like. I remember that. Uh, and you were getting some offers. <laughs> this sounds so serious. Like <laughs> you, you were getting offers from like another band yeah, in town. I don't remember who it was. Jacob Cox. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What do we call ourselves? Three Crosses or some. They were going to be probably like Good the call. like yeah, three yeah. doors down of Lawrenceburg yeah. Christian music, probably something like that. Heck yeah, man. So <laughs> we got Ryan and I and Caleb who were trying to be like System of the Down meets Disturb meets nothing you've ever heard before. And so Miles comes over and we try him out and. That's it. Yeah. Like, Miles probably became better friends with, like, Caleb yeah. and Ryan than even Miles and I stayed friends. We all kind of just, it just happened. Yeah. You know, they're like, okay, this guy's cool. So, But, like, those, you talk about good times, though, because that was mm-hmm. literally every day after school, we all went to your basement. Yeah. And God bless your parents, because so, they never once complained. Never once. I mean, now, you may have heard no, something we didn't. Never. But they, like, welcomed it. My house was notoriously known for never being locked. So, at 105 Willow Terrace. Don't go there now. It's a wholly new family. New owners may not (laughs) appreciate Um, this. And I think he's a cop. But but we never locked our house. I mean, that was Lawrenceburg in 1990 to 2000, whatever. Like, you didn't lock your house. And Miles and Ryan were, like, had this co-op job where they were the technology. Yeah, I did nothing. And like, sorry, Miss. I White. came to find out they were like going to my house yeah. from like, oh yeah, we're going there and play three and just playing video games eat all their and stuff. Food. So, yeah. So anyway, that's that's probably the backstory of how I'm probably in this room right now. Uh, yeah. I don't think we, you know, Jeremy was like the older guy at First Baptist Church when I was probably in like you know third yeah. fourth grade, and I- you were doing the dramas and the. Stuff like that. So I knew of you. And then I knew the one story that I think, if I think of the first time I knew Jeremy Zeller, was like, I was in third grade. And my dad, and of course, running the paper, he's like, hey, there's this guy that moved to California. And he's 
he's going to be in rescue 911. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Cause when you're that age, rescue 911 is like the best show. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Did that happen? <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it happened. I never got to see it. Yeah. So. It's on YouTube now. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to look that up. But anyway, yeah, that, was, that was cool. I did rescue 911 <laughs> and uh, America's most wanted. Oh, like within a year. You hit the two biggest yeah, shows yeah. for like the eight to something demo. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did, uh, the, the America's only thing Christians are allowed to watch. Mm-hmm. Demo, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, the America's Most Wanted was. Do you remember the UK football player that got shot, Trent Dejario? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was his story. Uh-huh. Uh, I played a party goer. Oh. It was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then in the uh, Rescue Nine One One episode, I played a bass player. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I did. I just looked at the guy and held my head in worry. Quite, you know, that I didn't have any lines or anything. Is that the you know? so, yeah, yeah just, just be worried. Yeah, just be worried. Any so. residuals? Or I did for a while. <laughs> wow. yeah. Oh yeah, that's what that's what paid for my trip out that's to LA. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it was great. I uh, made pretty decent money for, mm-hmm. especially for my age at the time. I was like, I can do this. I like this. You know. And that was back when people actually watched like cable television. Yeah. Oh now, yeah. Now oh, it would yeah. be on Netflix. Not yeah. yeah. Now it would be. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. It would, <laughs> Netflix would be the way to go on that one. Mm-hmm. But so, so we, we were talking before the episode a little bit about what you're up to now. Mm -hmm. So tell, tell us kind of, I, I understand you were uh, in the sports department for a while. Yeah. Uh, What, what was your role there? Man, I could tell like the long version, but we're not going to do that. But the short version is. This is your episode. Yeah. I mean, so out of high school, I gave up the music thing, obviously. Ryan went on to LA and did some things, uh. Miles became like the successful CIA agent or something. I don't. I still don't know what he does. <laughs> Nobody does. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> my thing was my thing was sports. Even when I was doing the band stuff, it was still my favorite thing. And when I went to college at U of L, I wanted to work in the sports department. And I went in. And I said, "Let me do something, like anything." And they were like, "Well, Rick Pitino has a press conference in like thirty minutes. You can put out the chairs." And I said, "Yep." So I went down and I put out the chairs. Hung around, cleaned up. I think they like that work ethic, just the simple things you do in those situations. Right. And all of a sudden, like within a few months, I'm like the top intern there doing all the like play-by-play on events. Uh, I got to travel to Stores, Connecticut, Columbus, Ohio with some of the soccer teams and other sports. And then down the road, the the Big East Conference, which is in Rhode Island, needed a guy. needed like a young communications guy to come on. And, and they called and they told him hire this guy hire Dan White so I flew up there the next day went to JC Penney's and got my like tie and shirt combo you know like the 1999 thing oh, yeah. and then I went up there and I guess I did well enough that they hired me maybe a week later and from there I ended up uh, wanting to get back to Kentucky and I worked at Lindsey Wilson College and the University of Pikeville and then ultimately reached my dream job at the Kentucky High School Athletic Association. Now, that's not going to be everybody's dream job, but for a Dan White, it was. Nice. And I reached my communications director job. This was about last October, I think it happened. And so I'm sitting there. I got my dream job. I'm married. I have two kids at home. I'm making more money than I ever thought I ever would in my life. And the first thing I said when I told people about it, I was like, dude, like, we make a lot of money. Like, we can have an awesome life. And, like, the next week, my life just kind of fell apart. Oh, no. Like, did not like it. Okay. Didn't want it. Uh, We're obviously going through COVID at this time. Um, I'm realizing that my personality is not that. Yeah. I was never meant to be at the top of anything. I am someone who likes to help others. Yeah. And so, I was like, I got to do something different. 
And my wife, Emily, gosh, I can't say enough about her. Like, I don't know any other wife that would just tell her husband to quit, like, quit. So I went in the next day and scared the whole day. So about 10 minutes till quitting time, I walked into my boss and I said, I'm quitting. And I think I'm the first person that ever quit from the KHSA. So he's like, okay, Mm -hmm. is this money? I'm like, no, it's not money. It's far from that. I need to be home. I was taken away from my kids. I didn't feel like I was making a difference in life. And so it was time for a new thing. So here I am. I lost every bit of my salary. We're going to be in trouble. And I was like, back when U of L, when I was a college student, I had a long-term substitute position in a classroom for moderately to severely disabled children. Mm-hmm. And it made a lasting impact on me. And I don't know if you, both of you all probably had those little nagging things in your head where like, this is what I should be doing. Oh, this yeah. is what I should be doing. But that's not cool. You know, I can't come home and tell people I'm a special ed teacher. Like, they'd be like, well, that's cool, Dan. Like, it's kind of lame. That's what you think when you're that age. Yeah. But now I got two kids, a mm-hmm. wife, and I need some type of joy. Yeah. So I said, I'm doing it again. Nice. And I went to a local elementary school and applied for a job that made, I think, $14,000 a year. And went and did that in the classroom as an assistant. And, you know, not from, this is the God in me. It's a God thing for me. I am able to work with kids with special needs and, and just, we have a connection. Yeah. I don't know why, but we do. And so he told me, apply for the head job somewhere, figure it out. And nice. so that's what I did. And so a few hours ago before I arrived here, I was closing the door on my own classroom at an elementary school in Nicholsville where I have nine beautiful children who are of all kinds of beautiful disabilities, and I love them. Nice. Yep, yep. I, I cried at home on my third day home. Emily was like, you are, you've known these kids for three days. And right, <laughs> my One of my little fifth-grade girls apparently got made fun of in the cafeteria, and mm. I just lost it. Mm. You know, so I'm like. I love that, man. Mm-hmm. I, it's a, That is a part of this story that I had no idea that we mm-hmm. were going to have in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know. As you know, being a, a listener of yeah. JZO, like this season for me and for everyone involved is about autism awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that, that I've been studying for quite some time now, and a year ago I found out I had it. Yeah. And so um, it, it literally has changed my brain within... Mm-hmm. A snap of a finger. I it, as soon as I was able to get that information and process it, and then apply all of the learning that I had done over the course of the years yeah. that had to do with specifically autism, mm-hmm. I, it, it everything in my life just all of a sudden went yeah, yeah yeah of course. And so for me, it's been it's been my salvation. It's been it is it is. I think that working through my mental, I don't want to say issues, but my mental stuff uh has been what has led me back to god as as and going into this process i knew i knew i was gonna be coming back to god that Mm -hmm. was never that Mm -hmm. was never a worry for me yeah um the jesus part was the part that i you Mm -hmm. know had (laughs) had to sort through and now Mm -hmm. have and now i'm more in love with him than ever so um but understanding what my brain had been doing all of my life and and why everything, the patterns of my life made sense to me is mm-hmm. what it did. And so I, I, I can't wait to, to talk with you more about yeah. this kind of stuff, even outside. Oh, of the sure. Yeah. Um, you know, for those of you that may just be uh, jumping in here, um, JZO this season, everything is about autism awareness. And uh, we are partnering with autism associations to offer art therapy. And uh, those are things that I am extremely passionate about. Uh, There's other people involved with this process that are equally as passionate as well. And so, um, you know, this may be my plug for the episode. 
perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but I, I, it, God is great mm-hmm. and he proves it over and over. And by you sitting, sitting here and mm-hmm. kind of reentering my story yeah. in the time yeah. that you have and, and making the connect. Cause God, God is, mm-hmm. has been the backbone of our relationship, whether we talked about it or not. That's yeah. kind of what brought us together, mm-hmm. church and music and everything. So, I don't know. I, I was excited to to get you on here. I know I mm-hmm. talked to you last season, and I was yeah. like, I would love to get you on here. Yeah. Uh, then I was like, God, I hope he doesn't ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> Miles and I, people that get to know Miles on this podcast, we're like sort of social avoiders yeah. in a way. So, Which yeah. is why I, I think I'm excited <laughs> and why I think Miles was, was surprised. He was like, I can't believe you got Dan coming over. Right. Yeah. 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 This is this is great. I want to I wanna hear... Um, Let's let's talk about Pierce Palms specifically. Yeah. All right. I want uh, I want to hear some some road <laughs> stories or whatever stories you guys have because those those are the kind of stories I love to connect with and they're super fun to hear. Yeah. So Miles will will be into this too. So you know, poor man's riches probably had a lot of support from your families. You guys were older, so at least you could you know have a employment and have some money. Uh, the other high school bands, I think Miles had the parents that kind of supported it. Well. Our parents supported it, but it like wasn't in the. They're not uh, weren't looking to like buy. Our, it wasn't uh, not monetary. Yeah, they're not like other hey, than food. We're gonna rent all your equipment from doo-wop shops, so you can no. do this and that. So like this is pretty bare bones band kind of deal. Bring your own gear. Yeah. Borrow PA's. Um, yeah, but you know, like you just said, and like I said earlier, our parents. My dad would just like leave. Yep. Yeah. Just be like, all right, have at it. But he never once complained. Yeah. And we were at my house. It was even louder, just because it was upstairs and the whole. You know, we did not practice at my house. Yeah. Now we hung out there and we played. My house was more just. And I think it was good for my my house too. Like my dad battled with his like his path through Christianity a lot, and so like, and I think when he saw his son leave sports and like start being in a band and growing his hair out, I could tell. I could tell as a father, you'd be like how am I going to talk to this kid now? <laughs> so like we would have these like dinners where he's like, Hey, I heard, uh, heard you singing the lyrics to that one song. I like that. And like, I'm like, Oh, my dad was making an effort. You know, I didn't like think about it at the time, but honestly, literal same type deal. So mm-hmm. now my dad never went to a show and I don't blame him. It, we, it was, it was metal. It was like mm-hmm. metal for the time. I mean, we're project 86. We covered that kind of stuff right. and they were a lot heavier back then. But I remember, I think you played at the show. It was at the middle school. Yeah. My dad went. Oh, I didn't know this. Like for like five seconds. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> He's like, I had enough. He, he said, I got home or whenever, you know, we didn't, they didn't let us have a curfew. It was really amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he said, you know, I came in there for about five seconds and couldn't understand a word that Dan was saying, mm-hmm. the Dan friend of yours, but somebody <laughs> said, praise God in the crowd. And I, I just assumed it was good. You know, I was yeah. like, yeah, thanks dad. Uh, our songs are like bloodbath. And yeah. <laughs> so like what happened and you know, like there couldn't have been four better dudes at the time. Like we were not partying. No. We would never tasted beer. No. We weren't smoking. It was like well, we were in that. Like, remember behind your house, you had that oh, bush yeah. that was like hollow wood. Yeah. And we used to smoke it with nothing so in there. Just, just straight smoke into the lungs. Yeah. And then the adults at my dad's, we sold my dad's adults thinking we were cool. We made biscuits and jam and drinking adults. <laughs> yes. So like straight edge as yeah. you could be. Yeah, no, and so we, you know, Ryan, Ryan was probably the catalyst to it. He was the musician. Yeah. Miles was a good drummer. Caleb was a, he had a bass and I had a voice box. Like, yeah. I was not good. Um, you know, Caleb was not trained. Miles was, you know, trained by himself. Yeah. And yeah. Ryan's just kind of learning the craft. Yeah. And so 
we we did experimental songs. Like I, I had, think you're selling yourself short. Maybe as a front know. man, you may not have been a great like singer. Yeah, spe- but you look at nowadays, especially there's very few great. Well, that's not true, but they're all like the polished on the voice type of thing. But nowadays, man, people like Twenty One Pilots—they're not singers, yeah, you know—but they've got cool presence. I always loved your presence well, on it's stage. Good. It was—I uh, I don't know—I don't mm-hmm. know how to ex- describe it. It was mechanical and it was awkward it, it, and mechanical. Yeah. So, like, my thing was like, don't—I didn't want to be the front man where the band was about me. Right. So I would sing a lot of the songs with my back to the audience. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it like even on purpose, really. But I, like, I wanted like. Like, Ryan was kind of the face of the band, so I'm like, I'm over here screaming my lungs out, you know, and I just want... Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, man. And we were half wanting to bring a message of Christianity to our friends, but we were, like, I just probably more than half. We just wanted to, like, yeah. do cool stuff with our friends. Rock out and hang and that's kind fun. of the thing, like, I miss a little bit that we didn't take it serious later on, that we might have been able to do something, but I'm actually so happy we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to be offended it wouldn't, about no, that. No, it wouldn't like, have been We were going nowhere. No, like, it wouldn't have been Miles and I had, like, the greatest, like, love-hate relationship well, maybe ever. I was about to bring up some of my favorite stories, and this is sad on me, or, like, rage-out moments. Like, yeah. he almost killed me a few yeah. times. Yeah. 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 Well, <clears throat> there's been many times. One of the most epic stories, and this is probably in the one you're thinking of, but I know you'll yeah. know it, is <clears throat> I got pissed off about something. Which was I, weekly. Because I do. Yeah. Jeremy knows. Yeah. Like, it was hourly, really. I don't know if, like, somebody ran the option too much on NCAA football yeah. or if he broke a China, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just remember, like, you know, screw you guys, I'm going home. Yep. And me being a petty little B-I-T-C-H, like, st- like stand on top of the stairs, like, listen to him talking shit about me. <laughs> and I don't know the exact things I was saying, but it wasn't good. No, it was, yeah. it was hateful. And, that uh, lazy, like, <laughs> yeah, whatever we're never going to go anywhere with this guy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> so I hear this, I'm like, all right, okay. <clears throat> Get to my GMC Sonoma, my 92 Sonoma pick em up And I... <laughs> Two things happened. I'm pretty sure this was the same night. Yeah. It may have been different. I had fireworks. We were going to have fun. I'm a cool dude. I buy them stuff. <laughs> I was like, screw it. Y'all can. I just threw the fireworks out in the yard. And then called his house and left a voicemail. Like, next yeah. time you're going to talk about me, wait till I'm gone. I mean, you know? <laughs> I mean, first of all, the answering machine on your old, like, oh, yeah. so I go up and I see the, like, yeah, one yeah. going, like, bing, bing. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and I, I hit play, and it's just like, Rage. Dan, if you ever want to talk about me again, make sure I'm out of your house. And I'm like. And he's like, go outside and look in your yard. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I open up the front door and like, we're in downtown Lawrenceburg yeah. at the time, which like, you know, my dad's running the newspaper, probably yeah. doesn't want a lot of bad news or anything. Yeah. But like our, our yard is full of fireworks. Yeah. Like, I had a bunch, man. Yeah. So yeah, that's that the kind of long. thing. So we, we didn't play a ton of shows like you gigs. You all would bring us to with poor man's riches. We yeah. play, but then we also, we booked a few like, Youth revivals, oh and I guess I'd say revival in the lowest term, like youth. Like, hey, our youth program is struggling. Let's get something <laughs> yeah. different up in here. So we also, a, I'm going to wear shorts that my penis so hangs we, out of. <laughs> so we go to this. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to say the name of the church. No, we don't have to. But we go to this church in Frankfurt, and this is like our first paying gig, and we're like, oh man. This is kind of cool. Yeah, we've made it. So Brandon Hall, our roadie, brings a smoke machine. I mean, we have everything. And, I mean, it's going pretty well, except the, they want to pray with us before the show. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. 
take us in this like closet. <laughs> and halfway through the prayer, homeboy starts speaking in tongues. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's I've never experienced this. But it was like, <laughs> um, yeah, my first time. And I'm getting ready to perform in front of their five youths. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm getting this like tongue and the guy's interpreting over here. And it's wild, man. I mean, a wild night. It ended where the smoke machine got played too many times yeah, by Brandon Hall. So I thick. ended up like suffocating, yeah. and I couldn't get through the last song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're out trying to hobnob with the youth at the end of the concert oh, in a, sh- the church next to a cemetery. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about this. Miles is like talking to this kid, you know, witnessing, <laughs> and leans over on the gravestone, and the thing falls Like down. a five-foot monolith. <laughs> like a 700-pound. So we've now... It's caused a smoke alarm to go off, been prayed for in tongues, and yeah. Miles broke the cemetery. Yeah. Uh, but the hundred, well, probably not a hundred, the $50 yeah, check hits. Oh, we, we, went check. we literally went So eight. we went to Chili's yep. in Frankfurt and spent probably $88 yeah. on a tab. Yeah. More so. <laughs> chicken and ribs, man. So that yeah. so that's Pierce Palms, man. We were, yeah. and then there was a, <laughs> a show with Poor Man's Ridges, I don't know, like, where things got weird at the end, and Ryan wanted to meet with us, and that's when we found so, out. So that's when listen. we found out Jeremy stole right. our guitar. So here's so my, li- what, can I want, say something? Yeah, please. So I'm listening to the Ryan Hahn episode on here, and of course, you know, for 20 years I've been mad about Jeremy stealing our guitarist, but I've never heard what how it happened. Okay. And so during that episode, Ryan, you're like, and then Ryan, we had you in for a tryout, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the. T- <laughs> And I'm sitting there putting the dates in my head, and I'm like, yeah, that was right before a pretty big shit. So I'm in my living room like, what the heck? No, honestly not. But, you know, like. You you didn't know about that? No. That's on Ryan. It is. That's on Ryan. I think he was pretty. He was probably excited, but it was also we're best friends. Yeah, man. that so would, like, I, don't, I wouldn't have wanted to be in No, so I don't know how it all went down, but I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny hearing about the tryout and. Um, I'm trying to talk in the mic. Oh, oh. Miles wants to speak. Um, so <laughs> it's been 20 years, Jeremy. But this I just is what want I put you, up with. I do want Jeremy to know that I'm so glad so, you took Ryan and got us out listen, of that band. I, so. <laughs> here, I don't know, you got something to say? No, you go, go for it. So my here's how I found out. And now he's going to tell an embarrassing story about me. No, probably. I'm not. Right. No, I'm not. I could. I, I the cried. burners enough. I cried. I yeah. cried. Well, that okay. Night. I was actually going to say that. I didn't know you were being nervous right. about. It. So. <laughs> I, we, <laughs> pussy. Um, <laughs> I mean, so all right. so we get done playing. I guess we open for you. I don't know how it went down. It was the I, best we ever played. Yeah, too, oh, for sure. It. And yeah. the video of it's epic. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one Ryan's like way down. I mean, we're mm-hmm. just we're playing PS2 or a PS2. PS, <laughs> by, yeah, by Project Ace. Anyway, mm-hmm. I sit down. I'm you know wiping the sweat off my brow. You know, just being awesome. And, and I think about all the chicks and coke afterwards when I'm a junior in high school, you know. No. Uh, and Cody Salon's next to me. Oh, no. And I'm like, hey, Cody. He's like, man, y'all sounded good. He's like, sorry, Ryan quit. <laughs> and I'm like. I didn't know that I'm either. I'm like, yes. And I'm like, what? He's like, oh, you didn't hear? I'm like, no, I didn't hear. But so, just, so I mean, I didn't. It sucked because Ryan's a good friend, and, yeah. and I, I told Jeremy this the other day. What sucked about the whole thing? It's not that we lost him. Obviously, he's a better musician and, and mm-hmm. needed to be with a better, more developed band. Yeah. But like the, the hangs is what we missed because he mm-hmm. did stop. But what's funny is I don't know if you 
or somebody else decided like let's pray about this like it, it, you know it hurt Dan and, it was, and I get it probably not me maybe not I, I but I pretty, remember going I out to pray and we're huddling it might have been me yeah. and and you are crying at that point yeah. or, and and I remember Ryan making, is two so yeah and I remember not, looking yeah. up and making eye contact with Caleb and it was all we could do not to die laughing like <laughs> and that like, probably like explains a, the whole dynamic like, what a bunch of losers you know like Caleb's like yes I can go keep building roofs yeah, with my dad and yeah, Miles well, can get back on farm simulator yeah, yeah. so that, that's how I found out and, and that, that and honestly that is what sucked the worst thing like, yeah I, I think we all understood like of course he's gonna play with him he's epic he's Han so that's what he is on my phone, you know. Mm-hmm. But the, the hangs, of course, that <clears throat> junior senior year, I don't know when that was. So it was about done junior. for us anyway. Well, I guess we had another year, but we had a demo CD scheduled to be recorded the next week too. Now, so I thought, yeah, I thought that. Um, <laughs> never mind. No, I mean, so it was all good. We, we had a demo CD to get recorded, and uh, maybe it might have been senior year. It was around I can't Christmas. Remember. I feel like. Yeah, I want to say that. So maybe sure. it was like that Christmas break of our senior year, but yeah. I remember him coming over to record this demo, and at that point he'd already like, I'm PMR. I'm telling you, this yeah. is I, like he like missed a riff pretty bad on a song, and I remember being like, eh. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, you're, dude, you're not that great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so our whole demo has this part where it's like completely out of time, and but uh, oh, I'm losing my mic here. But anyway, uh, anyway, that's yeah, that's about so those, it. I'm, those, I'm, I'm loose here on the mic. Um, Pierce Pond, like a lot of them are just hangs, man. Those are the best parts. And y'all, y'all shows are yeah. fun, but and y'all kind of left it on me to find a replacement guitarist, and that's where I went over to Jesse Drury's house and met Seth Miller. Yeah, <laughs> and we had a we had a brief few shows. Yeah, we did. Play I got kicked them. out of a. I got kicked out of a church in Breckenridge County because yeah. they said I looked like a demon on the stage. Yeah. So Caleb's brother's church of all places. They said that yeah. we were not allowed back. Yeah. So anyway, but that's when we had. I wouldn't let you. <laughs> I wouldn't let you eat at Moby Dick's well of a sandwich. <laughs> we're driving to this show in Breckenridge County, and I see a restaurant called Moby Dick's Well of a Sandwich, and I'm like, I need to have a well of a sandwich. And I was like, No, we got to get to the venue, and kept yeah. going, and I lost it, man. Yeah, I, he did. So yeah. yeah, Dan just likes to upset me. Everything he does mm-hmm. upsets me. He spilled taco sauce in my dad's brand new. Uh, His dad had gotten chair. a brand new computer chair. Yeah. Lawrenceburg had just gotten their first Taco Johns yeah. at the food court, and I just dropped a big old wad of oh, man. well, a big old drop of uh, taco, taco John sauce yeah, on it. Man. So destroyed it. I don't know, man. So that's how it happened. I'm so glad Ryan went on. Miles and I and Caleb kept like kind of like toying with playing together. Yeah. I was like the guitarist and singer, and that was just brutal. Yeah, and then uh. I enjoyed getting to follow you guys, Jeremy. It was like, I remember going out on a few shows to like the Gathering Place in Columbus. Oh, yeah. And like what you were saying earlier about how music needs to come back. Like, yes, we're talking about a lot of goofy stories. But that was also when I felt the most alive, man. Oh, yes. And going to a Gathering Place. Like, those places don't exist anymore. Yeah. And how do we get them back? Uh, well, or th- do you? I, I think COVID took a lot of the air out of everything. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about that is that the communities that came around the clubs that are legit, yeah, they're 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 growing big mm-hmm. time now. Um, but man, I think it starts with the the kids in the high school. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what it's going to take again. It's going to yeah. take another generation of kids like we were when we were trying to make something, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like everything with social media and everything is so individual now that it's, it's yeah. hard to find a group of people that all can play different instruments. Mm-hmm. Now. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, there's, 
that is a period of my life that that I would I would not yeah. take back for anything. Mm-hmm. I, I I learned so much. I had so many great experiences, and uh, and I'm still doing it. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, we put pride behind. I put pride behind me pretty quick on the whole thing. I was like traveling with them to Myrtle Beach, traveling with them to other places, and I just loved watching Ryan succeed. And I got to know those guys like I would have never gotten to know Willie and Charlie like I did. And like those guys, I consider brothers to this day. Even though we don't see each other a lot, I could meet, I could go see Charlie on a street corner right now, and we'd laugh our butts off, man. Oh yeah, I've just, re- recently reconnected with him. It's yeah, been awesome. He's been over here playing know, some music. I want to go all over the place. That's the funniest. Like Willie gets a lot of like I'm the funniest dude credit, but like if you really want to get down to it, Charlie Blackadder makes me makes me weak. What's yeah. funny is that for me, all of you all, including maybe not Dan as much, but like poor man's riches guys, for some reason, like y'all were the hope people. And like, it was like a thing I didn't associate with. I don't know why. I don't think it was something I was taught or my church. I, no, I know well, it wasn't that. It's because Jeff Eaton was doing evil work. Maybe uh, Leaving so. First Baptist Church and yeah. going to the middle maybe, school. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. And having electric guitars. But I just remember stuff. there being like this thing, like don't, <laughs> not that you all were some weird center people, just like it wasn't somebody I yeah. associated with. Um, <laughs> so I, did, I was already immediately antisocial after that. You guys were one of the people I hung out mm-hmm. with. So I, I did not follow any band and so yeah like not only that like it kind of kept our for me it kept my faith together yeah like when i, I went when i went to college and then the years after like i i i went away from that like i wasn't like living this atheist or no, gnostic lifestyle saying, yeah. like i was still a christian but i was like i don't need to be in a church yeah. building i don't need to talk about it with anybody i have my You're bible yeah. i'm good yeah and it wasn't until later in my mid-30s that I found that urge. Like, I went, I, I woke up one Sunday morning. This is how I know, like, there's a lot of things you can doubt about the whole story of the Bible. Anything. I know God's real because I had that moment one morning where I got lifted out of my bed and taken to a church. Yeah. Like, that's, you had that, no hap- choice that happened. Go, yeah. So, like, I even, I'm jumping a little, but I was listening to the South Park creators. I know I just went on a wild tangent, but they were talking about if they, they got asked if they were believers, you know, in like a religion. They said, well, here's the thing. Like the whole story is pretty messed up and pretty unbelievable, but you're even more messed up if you think all this happened off like a bang. Okay. So like I can believe God and Jesus story a thousand times before I believe that I'm sitting here with you guys because a like molecule went off one day. And that I've had all these emotions and that I try to be a good person. You know, why would I do that? But anyway, I got lifted out of my bed and went to a church one day and, like, just loved it. And I kid you not, it might have been a month later I met my wife oh, wow. through, through yeah, church. And, like, I was like, uh-oh. Like, not mm-hmm. uh-oh. Like, praise God. Right, right. Yeah, there's and probably a little uh-oh in there. Kind of this both. is happening. Yeah. yeah. Not like a bad, but like, okay, so, we're doing this. Yeah. So, you know, every a lot of guys who go to college, I know you had, like, a month there, Miles. Yeah. yeah and, College was not know, for me. I was too Jeremy had a little that. bit, but like, so it's always the same story. Branch away. Get more interested in booze and girls. Don't need God. And then when you're like, life needs to get more serious, you're like, well, booze and girls and partying is, it kind of sucks after a while. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. And so, um, I'm so happy now. And, uh, I'm in a spot. I love how your podcast, how you, you're always rooting for people, man. And that's where I'm at. I don't want any success for myself. Right. I don't, whatever salary I'm getting paid now, I don't even know what it is. Like I wouldn't care if it ever increased and I probably wouldn't know if they took it away. Yeah. I'm not working for money. Yep. I found a girl who doesn't live for money. 
we uh, money is the root of all evil. I sound like a grandpa right now, but it is. Like, it is. It's nice. I have PlayStation 5. I have an Xbox. I don't want to sit here like I live in, like, a Mennonite lifestyle. Right. I have nice things, but I would let them all go. Do you go have a LeBaron? I don't have a LeBaron. My <laughs> sister drove a LeBaron yeah, convertible. Sure yeah. So, anyway, I I knew to come here and talk to you guys, we'd go on, like, all kinds of different directions. No, that's and cool. This, um, this podcast, like, the, the title probably, I mean, good luck. Air yeah. farts. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. See, me and Caleb were roommates in my brief 7.3 month of college but we went this is kind of funny so Baptist Student Union we both knew that if we don't do something we're going to just get wasted every night I understand and I yep. didn't want to do that obviously I didn't want to disappoint my parents I came to a couple of those weekend parties yeah, yeah. I, I, did, I didn't want to do that Mm-mm. you know and you know the names I could name of people that did yes. that's fine yes um, but so we went to Baptist Student Union and this dude he he was a he looked like Wilford Bromley, old guy that that, that, that ran it. Yeah, you no, know, awesome. I remember caught me and Caleb like, man, did you see that guy? He's got the sugar. Like there's like like there's no doubt in my mind he's got the sugar. Like like I heard him get up out of his seat. Like yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he's like now before you can before you can try this try out for this it may not have been before sometime very early in the process he's like I gotta lead a wild at heart Bible study you know right. that book was huge right? like chicken soup for the chicken soup loot, for the yeah, for the high like school center soul every yeah. mom's basket in their bathroom absolutely yeah, yeah. oh yeah I, my mom had one uh, so we did this wild at heart and it was like a four week long thing and he gave us these pocket knives and he's like boys Y'all be wild at heart. And, that, and then he, and like, I swear we didn't see him again. Like, he disappeared into the night. That's an awesome story. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, but, but we did make the band. I remember the dude, Eli Brainerd, Brainerd, Brainerd. He's like, man, I'm going to play a weird time signature if y'all can keep up with it. You're in. Oh, gosh. And it was like 4-4 four, four, and then 6-8 and then 4. It was like the easiest thing I've ever done. He's like, you guys are some of the best we've ever had. And I'm, I looked at Caleb, I'm like, oh, my God. But it was fun, man. They'd have like a thousand people. Jeremy Robinson was was mm. in it at the time. It, it was really cool. But um, yeah, so I kept in touch with Caleb. Now I, I definitely lost touch with you guys. Now we've mm. had the Facebook Messenger post for twenty years. Where we'll random yeah. randomly come up with something. But I, I didn't talk to you or Ryan really that much, unless it I, just I for all like I pretty much kind of disappeared. Yeah, like doing like cr- people knew where I was, but my ego went so high. I was like, man, I'm raising, I'm going to be the top dog yeah. at this college athletic department. I don't need it. Like, and that is so stupid. It's so stupid. Like, if you're listening to this right now and you're egotistical about anything, like, lose it. But the one thing I would say, you can also come off pretentious talking like I am now mm-hmm. by saying, yeah, I, want, I want everyone to not care about money and all this stuff. Like, so it's hard maybe to show your sincerity. I can sit here and look you guys in the eyes and say, like, this is how I'm living now, and I'm not going to stop. Like, right. I don't want anything. But there's there's levels of pretentious both ways, and both ways can be judged, you know. Well, I've noticed, especially in my journey coming, the change that I've made in, in mm-hmm. my life, uh, that's been one of the harder things for me to explain to people mm-hmm. is the fact that it's, it's, it is an ego death. It, that, mm-hmm. that is what I experienced. That is what the spiritualists call it and everything it's mm-hmm. it's called an ego death and it sounds like you experienced it too yeah, it's big just time. it's just realizing that everything in your life means shit mm-hmm. if you if you are are not genuinely trying to create 
love and goodness and community with yeah. those around you. Mm-hmm. And I think that social awareness is driving us all in that direction. We are, mm-hmm. you know, through TikTok and social media, we're all learning so much about everyone that we are able to identify with yeah. everyone. And it's, it's bringing forth an actual conscious awakening to the entire planet mm-hmm. because everybody's talking about things that they never even mm-hmm. thought about before. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm glad to hear it, man. I'm glad to hear that, that you've reached where you're at. Just anybody that, that goes through an ego death and comes out on the other side, Mm -hmm. I've not, I've not met any, anyone that's actually done the work that regrets it. Yeah. It's, it's something that, that everyone seems to, uh, benefit from. And it's actually relaxing. I, uh, I suffer from pretty heavy anxiety. I take, you know, Zoloft for it and it's been great for me. And like, I think the ego was driving that. Like oh, yeah. I was trying to be someone who I am not mm-hmm. 1000%. Yeah. And so once I admitted that and I kind of just surrendered to my anxiety and I got help for it, it's like, and then this new job, like I am at peace now. Absolutely. Like I got fatter kind of, which that sucked, but you look, small, <laughs> right. you look like I walked lifting. into this podcast, like, man, you look swollen. I'm like, I have not been in a gym in a year. So thank you. <laughs> this black shirt was a good choice. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it's a whole thing, Jeremy, and I, I think about this a lot. So it's a whole thing if you go to a restaurant and you see a family struggling and you pay for their dinner. Or you have the choice now to go on Facebook and tell people what you did. Right. Or you have the choice to go home. Yeah. And shut up. Yeah. I've battled with those things. Yeah. I judge people sometimes that want to tell that story. Right. Now, you're not doing that, but you are you have had the ego change, but you're still putting a podcast out. Yeah. Well, what I've come to realize is like, yeah, you could just do all your stuff you're doing now with no podcast, no yeah. vision, but we need people to be visible doing Absolutely. these things. Absolutely. That's, yeah. I mean, that the belief that I have in mm-hmm. God and what he has done in my life is what gives me the confidence to do what I'm doing with no fear. Mm-hmm. I, I'm at a point where if if someone thinks that I'm doing anything for the wrong reason, then it's because they don't know me. Yeah, and it's that simple. Yeah, if if you want, if you really want to know, then follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's hang out. Yep. I, you know, I I ask people to sit down to coffee. I've done it a mm-hmm. bunch. <laughs> yeah, because there are certain people in my life that I understand. I've been on stage preaching to people. I've, I I understand that I have casted a vision of who God was to me yeah. for a very long time, and. Any change from that narrative is going to freak people out. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I, I did change my narrative, but I, it's opened me up. It's mm-hmm. opened my heart up. It's opened my perspective of God up. It's opened the way that I love people. Yeah. I genuinely yeah. root for people. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in causing anyone any grief or, or, or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love I love to root people on. Yes, and yeah. so so yeah, I it's part it's become part of JZO. Mm-hmm. It's just something I say all the time, and it's funny. I've, I think I might have said this before on the podcast, but anybody that follows my social media, if you ever have a question as to who the posts are aimed at, yeah, they're aimed at me. I mm-hmm. am right. I am putting anything on social media I put for myself because yeah. I know twenty years from now. You know, if my kids go through a certain time, I want them to see how their dad handled it. Mm-hmm. That is why that is the that was the inspiration for JZO, and that is yeah. what gives me the confidence and the belief because I know yeah. that every cracker I'm laying on the trail, my kids will find eventually, mm-hmm. and they will be able to identify with some of the things that I've had to deal yeah. with. And so it's changed my my parenting. It's changed my relationship with 
my parents, I mean, my dad passed, but mm-hmm. even, you know, before he did, it was, it, God gave me a gift yeah. in that process. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's changed everything. Yeah. And we're also just specks on this earth, but I'm glad I knew you. I'm glad I've gotten to look at your story and I'm just one human. So right. like, it's the whole thing where I feel like if I can reach 10 humans, that's enough. Yeah, absolutely. It's enough. And like, uh. I've appreciated that. Like even I told my wife some of your story like a year ago. Once I started listening to this, I was she was I would listen in bed while I was working that terrible job. So oh, I'm up yeah. till two a.m. doing my like scoreboard, and I got Jeremy Zeller in my ear, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I've been listening to this guy I knew back in high school, and like something's going on." <laughs> and uh, and and so I think she was like kind of concerned about me agreeing to do the podcast back the first time you asked me. Sure. She was like, "He's gonna like try to he's gonna try, he's gonna try to change your." No, he's gonna try to change your mind about no, it, your no. faith. I was like, I was like, no, I don't think it's like that. No, you know, and, and now that more episodes have come out, it's been a beautiful thing instead of like a scary thing. Yeah, awesome. you know. Well, so, I appreciate that. Like, yeah, because I, I season one, I struggled a lot mm-hmm. with being myself, mm-hmm. with being honest, with trying to to not mask yeah. like autistic people do. Yes, I was, I was a master masker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could. I was narcissistic is, you know, is, was definitely something that I dealt with. Yeah. Um, among other things. Dude, but, the cliffhangers you would go on where you like wouldn't finish <laughs> your thought. was like the worst thing that ever happened in my I life know. as far as podcasting. Mean, I need kidding. to, I, I need to go back once I, I, I've told myself I will eventually go back to season one. And as I listen through, I'm going to mark down some of those stories because yeah, the first thing that's is, the yeah. number one comment uh-huh. that I get from people from that, from season one is my gosh, you never finish a story. The I first episode. Like, yeah. I know he's like, he's like guys in the, in like in this episode, there's going to be this thing. I'm going to tell you all that's going to blow your mind. Oh, and shit. it never came out. I was like, it didn't. I mean, it probably oh, did. It probably came out. Out in episode seven, <laughs> no, everything the, came out there. But yeah, it's not easy doing this. By the way, like podcasting yeah. is something definitely you have to get used to. Like I am good on mics now because of like working in media. Yep. But trying to do this and be the host, mm-hmm. it's kind of sucks sometimes because you're like, whoa, what do I do next? Yes, yes, yeah. and that and and that's the beautiful part about season one for me mm-hmm. is I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to learn the system. I wanted to learn. I, I knew how to work mics from, uh, from a stage yeah. doing music, but not like this, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, it, season one was just preparation, mm-hmm. you know, everything, even my social media stuff, I was just learning how to, cause I'm, I hate social media. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. And, uh, and so just trying to learn how to do things mm-hmm. and, uh, so yeah, that's I'm I'm glad I'm glad I did it as as crazy as it was. No, it's great. So, yeah. I appreciate it. Dan, I'm glad you're here, bro. I'm 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 looking forward already to talking to you more about some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh we'll go ahead and wrap it up for today. Yeah. We're we're pushing an hour. That's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So Dan, thank you for coming. Miles, as always, I love you, buddy. And uh thank you guys for hanging out and we'll see you next time. I'm rooting for you and we will see you soon. <laughs>